Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 196. Lord, help me to be the person my dog thinks I am. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so excited to introduce a very special guest, Scott Rixtons. Scott, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I have on an old-school lap belt, so ready to go. All right. Well, I will try not to hit any walls, okay? <laughs> okay. Scott Rixtons is the owner and operator of Green Auto Detail in Kirkland, Washington. He's been detailing and caring for automobiles since 1989 out of his mobile detailing van, and in 2009, Scott made a commitment to going green, and today he focuses on using eco-friendly cleaning products and processes while caring for his customers' vehicles. This reduces the impact on the environment and on his customers, not to mention himself. Scott details all kinds of vehicles, and he's also gotten his hands on some pretty famous cars, including James Bond's Aston Martin DB5 that was used in the movie Goldfinger, and the iconic Chuck Barris Batmobile. That must have been pretty cool. So Scott, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your history, your business, your interests, and of course your passion for taking care of automobiles? Absolutely. Geez, I guess it started in, in high school. Well, it probably started earlier than that as a kid. I, you know, I, like so many others, played with matchbox cars and and uh, built, you know, classic models and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, high school, um, auto mechanics, auto body was always fun. I had my first job was, uh, one of my first jobs was at a car wash. And then we, uh, you know, a lot of the guys were working at service stations. So through high school, it was uh, working at car washes and, and service stations and just being around cars and, and friends that had, you know, muscle cars and old cars. And we really all uh, just enjoyed that quite a bit. After high school, I worked at uh, a local car dealership, an independent detail shop. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty nine, I, I gave notice to the shop and decided to decided to go out on my own, not knowing very much about the trade, uh, thinking I knew everything I needed to know. Started out of the back of a uh, Buick Skylark, uh, built up uh, built up some some clients. My sister made some flyers for me, and I, I distribute those. 
and as the business started to started to you know get going and got a little busier, I was able to purchase and update equipment. I purchased a van. Uh, it was a '76 Chevy three-speed on the column with no power steering. It was just a, <laughs> it was a beast. It was no fun to do a three-point turn in that thing. I'll tell you what. I'll bet. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I was on my way. I got it lettered up with my name, Eastside Mobile Detailing. I did a lot of a lot of work locally right here in Kirkland. I just drive around and, and detail people's cars in their garage or their carport. Yeah. One of my first accounts was with Park Place. Oh, I'm yes. Sure you've heard of Park oh, Place. Oh, yeah, yes. They were, they were small at this time. They were located right across from Park Place Cinemas in Kirkland. Uh-huh. And they had an inventory of maybe, I don't know, 20 to 25 cars. Uh, my dog and I would show up, and, and it was a lot of fun. That was my first experience in, in those types of cars. Yeah. You know, special interest and the muscle cars and... It was just every every week I'd go there you know, two or three times a week and, and work for the full day. And that was my introduction to, like I said, the, the special interest and then the nicer, more unique cars, I guess I should say. Sure. And, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I also had an opportunity to work the auctions, the McLeod auctions. I don't know if you remember those. They oh, were I do. Back. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, too, just meeting the people from all over the country that would bring their cars and, you know, sell them. Sure. Uh, at the auction, uh, met I met Stu McLeod, who was one of the uh, brothers that, that ran the auction. While I was bartending, uh, I did it to supplement my income, and, and we started talking. And he invited me to to come and do the the auctions, which I just had a blast doing. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, and absolutely. And then I met his brother, his brother John, who <clears throat> had a motorcycle business in Kirkland and I started detailing motorcycles which is a completely different animal. Yep. It was uh you know just taking anything I could get basically, you know, mm-hmm. and and learning as I go what I didn't learn in you know at the dealership or at the independent shop. I just kind of self-taught and just worked as hard as I could on whatever came my way. Fantastic. Well, like any entrepreneur, it takes a huge amount of work to start to build a business and and gain some traction, but it sounds like you've done that because you've been doing this for such a long time. And we're going to talk more about your business as we move along, but I always like to start the journey with a success quote. And this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life or your success. It's a nice way to get the wheels turning here on cars, yeah? So, Scott, take the wheel. Quotes are funny. I, they're all over the place. You know, read them in books. Uh, you see them on Facebook. Um, I peeled off a ton of bumper stickers with different quotes on them. <laughs> One that I really like uh, that has stuck with me is, Lord, help me to be the person my dog thinks I am. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Well, how have you incorporated that into your life and your business? Well, it basically translates to you try your best to be your best and, and just do what you can to, to do what you can. You know, we're all human. We make mistakes and and hopefully we learn from them, but just try every day to do the best you can. Sure. Perfect. Would you share a story for me that instigated your passion for cars? Can you remember that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy? Yeah, I think so. I I was about 15 and a half, and my sister had just purchased a 1969 Mach 1. Nice. Yeah, it was a really neat car. And I, uh, I was able to, she let me drive it. And... Mm. It just, just the way it felt, the way it sounded, the way it handled, and then that old car smell. Uh, I was hooked 
from that point. I just <laughs> I loved that car, and it's just, it's just feeling the power. It was uh, something that just made me think, gosh, this is what I want to do. Somehow, I want to be around these kinds of cars. Yeah, fantastic. What color was that? It was the green. It was green and black. So you kind of painted red and black later, but it was that, that kind green. of the uh, yeah, kind of that ugly green. <laughs> yeah, wasn't a real fan of the color, but now you know it's it, it's come back. So right, that's uh, quite collectible for sure. Absolutely, Scott. What I'd like to do is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty. Something you're you're not uh, scared to do because you're cleaning cars all the time, but ask you to share with me and the guests a huge challenge or even a great failure. We all go through these things in life, but the most important part of this question has to do with how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. Okay, sure. Gosh, there's been so many small challenges and failures. I guess I've been really fortunate not to have had a, a huge failure, but uh, one, that, one that comes to mind is uh, back in the, I'd say it was the mid-90s, I broke my hand playing basketball had to have surgery, and I couldn't afford not to work. Uh, we had a toddler. We lived paycheck to paycheck. I ended up having to having to work. I, there's just no way I couldn't work. So I duct taped my casted hand to the polisher every day oh my gosh. for seven weeks. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I had gosh. Trigger, I had a trigger finger, and it was just I, it had to be done, and that was the only way I could polish cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everything else got done with my office at hand. So that was something that, uh, that was a challenge, definitely. And, and it just comes back to you know, doing what you got to do to make it happen. Absolutely. Wow. I'm, I'm sure you didn't tell your doctor what you were up to. He probably would have frowned on Oh, that. no. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Well, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share a story about an aha moment. And I'm kind of hoping what you'll share here is an aha moment about going green with your car detailing business, because I find that really interesting a time when you realize that, you know what, I think this idea makes some sense, and tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Absolutely. Well, when the green auto detail light bulb went off in my head, I, you know, I had noticed uh, some companies locally that were that were going green, and uh, carpet cleaners and, and, and such, and I thought, gosh, you know, I really would like to make some changes in, in the automotive detailing business. You know, we've been using the same products, and a lot of the same techniques since the late 80s. And a lot of them are very caustic and, and not good to be around. Yep. So, you know, I just thought, gosh, that's just an opportunity for me to make some changes to, to what I do in my profession. Uh, so you know, I upgraded, uh, researched some different products and, and some equipment. Um, like I said, not just to benefit my customers, but also reduce the exposure of the harsh chemicals to myself as a, as a detailer. Right. So I secured the domain name, um, and then I started Green Auto Detail Incorporated, and, and it's, uh, it's been a learning process and very successful for people that are, you know, concerned about that. Right. Type of thing. So, you know, the, the biggest part is that on the interiors of the vehicles is, is using products that aren't, you know, allergenic or, or cause people to um, you know, flash off vapors and such. So sure. uh, there's there's really no off-gassing of products that could do any damage to you. So that's that's a big thing. The, the dry steam has made a big difference too, using, you know, switching to that. 
Right. Which is oh, probably 10 years ago. I've been using dry okay. steam for, for quite a while, but it's really a, a good way to, to, to clean. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Um, I would assume, too, that your customers really appreciate it as well. Absolutely. You get people that, that carry their kids and their dogs in their car, and, and they just they don't want that car to smell like anything once it's done. You know, a lot of a lot of shops will in the past would just would just spray some kind of counteract or perfume to, to make the car smell good, but most of the time it was an offensive smell. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like those terrible Christmas tree things people think from their <laughs> their mirror. You get in one of those cars like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. My eyes are watering. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I love it. How about proudest moments? I assume you've had many in your career, but is there one in particular you could share with us that really stands out? Yeah, I would say I would say the Batmobile detailing and doing the work on the Batmobile was was really something. Oh gosh! I, yeah. yeah, I got the call. I knew of the car. This is the number three uh, Ferris built Batmobile, and I knew of the car. I've seen it in a collection locally, and uh, he had called me. And needed it done the next day. Oh gosh! And I just, I you know, there's an opportunity to, to work on the Batmobile. So I, I play with my schedule and, and change some appointments and showed up that next day uh, in my van with all my equipment and started work on it. The night before, I thought, I guess I'll never have another opportunity to work on this car. So you know, I knew he was selling the vehicle or, or moving it, mm-hmm. and I, I, I went out and I, I bought a Joker mask. <laughs> and brought my video camera, and I did a couple really stupid videos. Just <laughs> really, it was just me. I set the camera up, and I did a couple stupid videos that are they're very comical, and I laugh at them when I watch them. But yeah. uh, just because you know, it's just uh, the opportunity to work on something so iconic that I, I knew I had to do something. So I'm I'm glad I did. Right. Uh, take the videos, but that was probably one of the proudest moments, yeah. Well, holy car care, Batman. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And yeah. I think I, I know that's the was the Hearts car, correct? In the Heart collection? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I got to spend a day in a photo shoot with that car with Adam West, the classic original Batman. Oh, really? And wow. it was really cool. And he told us some amazing stories about those cars, mostly how horrible they were to drive, he said. And he said the reason they sped up the film so often during the Batman TV series in the 60s, for those of you who are too young to know about this, he said the reason they sped up the film is because the car couldn't be driven fast. He said they were just horrible to drive. And so, yeah, uh, big, yeah. yeah, big, heavy. And he said the reason he and Robin jumped into the car instead of opening the doors, and you found this out when you detailed the car, the doors only open a few inches. They don't open all the way. So that's, yeah, they don't open yeah. all the way. That's so right. that's why they always leapt into the car when they drove off out of the Bat Cave. So uh, there's a little trivia for you from uh, Scott and Mark about the Batmobile. Very fun. Absolutely. Let's have a little yeah. fun here. Is there a car that was your first really special car? And if you could share a memory you had with that vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. In high school, I I had purchased a, a 1969 Firebird, uh, and that was. That was my first car. I had a couple friends that had cars similar, and and we used to do this thing Friday nights. We'd we'd go cruise the Renton Loop. That was the thing to do back then. And people from all over cruising their cruising their hot rods and their muscle cars, and 
uh, that was probably some of the memories I have from that car was, was you know, just cruising and, and being around friends and yeah. other people cruising their cars. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very cool. Firebirds are awesome. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned that you let go that you really wish you still had in your garage? Gosh, there's been so many. I One that comes to mind would be, uh, it's kind of funny, it's a 1979 Jeep Wagoneer that, I was working in the body shop uh, with some friends, and we restored that thing. <laughs> it wasn't the amount of time and effort that went into a 79 Wagoneer. I thought, gosh, it should have been a 69 Camaro or something. But, yeah. you know, that there was something special about it. Uh, uh-huh. And I think it was just being around the guys working on the car, you know, and, and starting something that we knew we had to finish and eventually finished it, and it was uh it was a really neat rig. Yeah. Are those the ones, the one like with the wood, fake wood on the sides? Yeah, it had the small, it was a small strip of the okay. wood paneling that went around the side. Yeah. And uh, it had the quadra track and the vacuum activated four-wheel drive. It was just really, it was just a really, it was a tank. And it yeah. did really well in the snow. I think it got eight miles per gallon. But, <laughs> sure. Um, it was it was a, a special car. I brought my daughter home from the hospital in that car. And oh, wonderful. Just uh, all kinds of neat stuff with that. Yeah, so those that's have... probably the one that I'd, I'd want back, I guess. Those have become collectible. There's even a, a guy, I think he's out here on the West Coast, that sells those cars, restores them, and, and sells them. And uh, they're, they're collecting some good money these days. So fun, classic works of art if you will if you call, yeah, if you call yeah, one of those a work something. of art yeah <laughs> you know, there's an amc and i was told it stands for all makes combined you know how oh. a motorcraft <laughs> carburetor and, yeah and it was just it was pieced together with all kinds of different parts but it, they seem to work real well together so sure sure absolutely is there a current project that you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up well if i a current project you mean sitting in the backyard with a blue tarp over it? And yeah, there, <laughs> there is. There's a, uh, we bought a uh, 1970 snub-nosed Ford camper van, and, and it's mocking me every day I walk by. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done much with it lately, but it's back there, and, and uh, I'm sure this summer we'll, we'll have to find some time to, to work on it. There so you it's, go. It's, yeah. I hope so. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Scott. If you were a car, not so much what kind of car you'd want to be, but if you were a car, as you see yourself today, what kind of car would that be and why? I would probably be one of those amphibian cars because they just, they're not limited to land. They can oh. go in the water, too. They're not the, the classiest-looking thing, but they're definitely able to conquer land and water. So that's, I guess I'd be one of those or maybe any car in Leno's collection that gets to drive in the California sun and yeah. gets maintained and gets to get out. You know, I, that's a tough question, but I, I think I'd go with the amphibian car. Yeah, the amphibian cars are really interesting. The first time I saw one was down at Lake Washington, or was it Lake um, Lakewood? And I uh, was down there with my son. We were launching a boat, and this guy comes driving across, and my son said, Dad, there's a car in the water. And I said, no, 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 there's no car in the water. And he goes, no, really? And this guy drives up the ramp in an amphibian car. So... They are pretty unique. Is it because you like water? Do you like being around water? I do. I do. Okay. I'm a huge fan of, of being around water, so that probably has a lot to do with it. All right. That makes sense. So, Scott, what is up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy 
of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free Filler Up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, Scott, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? Absolutely. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's not a race, it's a marathon. (laughs) Yes, very important for entrepreneurs and business people to understand. Uh, That's something I've heard over and over again. It's great advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Oh, uh, I'd have to say persistence is is a a habit that um, contributes. You know, we all fall down, and and it's those of us that stand up and brush off and and continue that that get it figured out, hopefully someday. (laughs) You know, persistence has got to be one of those habits. Yes, persistence, perseverance, all really important in life, especially in business. I know there are lots of resources out there, but is there one that you think the Cars Yow listeners should know about? Maybe it's a website or a blog that you get. Well, you know, I really like Craigslist. It's just back in the day, and I sure, you know, it was all about the auto trader and the buy and sell magazine. And, and now with Craigslist, it's all there right when you need it, you know. So yep. I've purchased three of my last four cars off of Craigslist, and it's great if you know what you're looking for and you're on it frequently to find that special car that you're looking for. I, I just think it's a great, uh, a great website. Awesome. Great. Would you share a book that you've read in the past with our listeners that you think they should get their hands on? One that I really like is a children's book. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, it just hits home. Um, it's called What Do You Do With an Idea? Oh, that's a first year. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's uh, it's different because as a, you know, as adults, we can get things from reading certain children's books. I'm working on one right now myself, so I'm oh, researching cool. children's books a little bit, and I just enjoy the simplistic messages that they have. Yeah, you know, I had a a wonderful guest here on Cars Yeah a while back, Dwight T. Knowlton, who wrote the Little Red Racing Car. A wonderful kid's book. If you haven't gotten your hands on it, you can find his show notes page and links to his website on the Cars yeah website. And he wrote a book for his kids about a little boy who finds a car in a barn and he and his dad restore it and drive it. And he's building, he's had so much success with it, he's writing a second book now. Uh, that has, oh, that's great. I'll have to check that out. It's, yeah. Uh, what's it called again? The Little Red Racing Car by Dwight T. Knowlton. Huh. Yes, it's a wonderful book. He's really done a fantastic job, and now he's kind of taken that beyond the book on his website to shirts and stickers and patches and all sorts of fun things, and uh, it's a wonderful book. Check it out if you're investigating kids. It's one of the best, I think, kids' car books I've ever seen because most of them are just kind of goofy, and this one is really great. You know, one of my favorite books, people will laugh at this, but was a book I was given to me as a child is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, absolutely. By Ian Fleming. And, of course, Ian Fleming is known as writing the James Bond series. And we talked about uh, James Bond's DB5 here. So, uh, yeah, I still have a first edition copy of that 
that uh, awesome. that book. Great. I read that many, many times. Yeah, exactly. Well, That's I'll great. remind our listeners you can find links to all these resources at carsyad.com slash Scott Rixtons. And Scott's name is spelled R-I-E-K-S-T-I-N-S. Or just put Scott in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Uh, I do. I, I I really enjoy riding a stand-up jet ski. Oh, cool. Uh, I have one down on, on Lake Washington. So uh, it's at a house on a lift that I do some work for the, the, the owner. So I take sometimes two-hour lunches during the summer, and I'll zip down there and, and go for a quick ride and come back refreshed. It's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, those are a blast. When I was a kid, I was lucky enough to have a good friend, Chris, who had the first jet skis that came out, the stand-up with the, the lever that, you know, came up and down, and not like the sit-on ones now, and this was back in the 70s, and we used to go jet skiing off of La Jolla Shores Beach, go down to Black's Beach, and we'd go in and jump the waves that were coming oh, in Oh, yeah, there. such a fun thing to do. Yeah. So fun. And, and they've changed quite a bit. They're, uh, oh, yeah. They're more stable now. I've got the, the 800, and it's, it's a wider tray, and it's got a lot more power to get you out of trouble. But those those early jet skis, I mean, that's, that's where jet ski originated. Oh, that's yeah. Their name. Yeah, they were, great. <laughs> they were great fun. I Oh, we spent many, many hours out in the ocean riding those things, and especially in the ocean where there's a lot more action than a lake or anything, so. Quite fun, quite fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, and this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm paying for it. You can have any car in the world, but you can't sell it. You're going to have to keep it. That's what makes the question a little bit more difficult. What would that one vehicle be and why? Boy, that's so difficult to answer. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I really, I like the, I like everything Carol Shelby's done with the old Cobras. I also like the 69 Trans Am. So it's, that's a really tough one. I'm going to go with the 1969 Trans Am. I just, I I like that car. Yeah. What is it about that car that uh, tugs on your heartstrings? Um, it's, yeah, I really I can't tell you. I know my my first car was a the '69 Firebird, and that was like the upgrade from the Firebird, and I loved that car so much. Yeah. That I think that's probably that's probably why is just the body style and the look of the car. Sure. Um, and it's it's a neat it's a neat car. Very cool. Very cool. Great choice. Great choice, Scott. You've taken me on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed talking with you. I want to thank you for taking some time off of uh, taking care of your customers' cars and being with me here on Cars Yeah. Is there one parting piece of guidance you could offer our listeners before you drive off into the sunset? I would say keep thinking outside the box is something that we just, you know, it's those that think outside the box that that uh, it kind of comes back to that children's book uh, that I mentioned. You have an idea, you, you, you go with it and, and see where it takes you. Absolutely. Great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners, and especially our local listeners here, to find a, you, find a, a guy who will take care of their car and detail their car in a very unique way? Oh, well, they can uh, always look at the website. It's greenautodetail.com. All right. Uh, it's, it's under construction right now. We're rebuilding it, but uh, that's probably the best way to, uh, to get a hold of us, so okay. to, to read about what we do. 
Awesome. Great. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Scott has been so kind to share with us today at carsyad.com slash Scott Rixton's, or just put Scott in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. Scott, thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners here at Cars Yeah. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.